We're four best friends, and we decided to start a podcast. Jordan, Sam, Lizzie, and Allie. This is us, Four Mics Uncensored. Happy Monday, Four Mics Uncensored, back at it again. We're back at it. I have the habit, like, to go. I, know. <laughs> I really wanted But we've to. grown from that. Have we? Oh, Can we go back? So first Throwback season. Thursday. Oh. <laughs> you know what, though? Before we continue, I'm sorry. I just realized that we missed the opportunity to say, today he asked me what day it was. It's October 3rd. That was yesterday, two days ago? That was What's on, today. That was Monday. That was yeah, Monday. that was on Monday. <gasps> and we aired on Monday. Oh, and we missed the opportunity damn. to be like, it's Monday, October 3rd. It? Yeah. It's, it's October 3rd. <laughs> he asked me what day it was I on was October like, Happy 3rd. Happy Mean Girl Month. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that you're wearing pink. Breast cancer. Thank you. I'm yes. wearing pink too. Breast cancer. We're yeah. going to save the tatas. Save the tatas. Woohoo. Y'all, I'm loving. So we're finally starting to get like nice weather in the mornings. Not during the day, but At in night, the mornings. Yeah. It feels so it feels nice. amazing. I'm getting into like that fall spirit. But if I see another store putting Christmas shit up, I'm going to lose my shit. I have to go into Home Depot just about every day for my job, and they already have a whole bunch of fucking Christmas shit up. Like, can can we not? Can we please just celebrate Halloween and Thanksgiving? Like, we don't need Christmas just yet. Chill the fuck out. I don't know. They're literally skipping three months ahead. Yes. The fuck. I really like Christmas. I love I Christmas, too, but I, I love the fall shit. I don't. I don't want to put pine shit out yet. Um. I want pumpkin spice. And everything nice. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So with the spooky month in October, we want to kind of kick this off with Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know. They already have, they they have a bunch of different movies about this guy, but Netflix show just came out. Netflix, I'm sorry, but Netflix pisses me off. It was a good show, but... It was not factual. There was definitely some fabricated shit in yeah. there. I'll be completely honest. Um, it had it not been for the current Jeffrey Dahmer, I wouldn't have like ever heard of him before. That was my first time hearing about him. That's when, um, yeah, I know. I was like, what? Like, there's other movies? Because Brian had mentioned it to me. He's like, mm-hmm. you know that this isn't even like the first movie about it, right? And he's like, I don't understand why they're still making movies on this guy. Like, they're just idolizing this guy or whatever. And I was like, I've never even heard of him. Evan Peters did do an amazing fucking no, job. No, he did. Bravo. Yeah. Like, yeah, good job, mm-hmm. Evan Peters. Snaps. <laughs> but yeah, Slide a lot of people. my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be anything like Emma Roberts. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> um, but no, a lot of people hadn't heard about Jeffrey Dahmer. This did bring light. I... I do get where people say, like, I'm tired of people making movies about these guys and yada, yada, yada. But I'm kind of on the other end. Like, I definitely don't like how Netflix and Hollywood, they they, they romanticize some things and they definitely don't have it factual stuff. But I'm a huge visual learner. So, yeah, I can read about all this stuff, but it's really going to stick with me when I have something I can see in like reenactments. I mean, I think I brought it up before. We we love watching Law and Order. We yeah. love watching Criminal Minds. And yeah. it's the reenactments of stuff and like the trying to get 
into their their brains their minds their minds to see why the fuck they would do something Mm -hmm. so heinous also but i guess before we go on we should have a disclaimer this episode is going to be talking about rape Uh, cannibalism murder um dismemberment molestation yeah yeah so and and jeffrey dahmer i can say that that alone so if you don't want to listen to that um i'm sorry wait till next week (laughs) we'll talk about a different serial killer (laughs) we talk about a different serial killer (laughs) yeah so jeffrey dahmer was born in milwaukee was was canson <laughs> um may 21st 1960 is he a taurus yeah i'm a taurus uh, is he a taurus yeah may. i think the number one 21st. um zodiac killers though are virgos i'm pretty sure no i think it's capricorn I thought it was a Virgo. I don't know. I saw a lot of her. I'm a Virgo, but Virgos are like the nicest people ever. Well, no, no, no. Women Virgo are the oh. nicest people ever. Men Virgo are shitty. I think there's like a total of 54, 55 serial killers that were Capricorns or whatever the fuck. I think we were, Taurus was like way down there. There was like <laughs> 20 or 30. We were yeah, down there. That's kind of shocking. I know we're, you. We're kind of calm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> get brian actually you i was gonna say let's get brian in here but no you are really calm yeah. you're like serial killer even calm. when things happen you're really calm <laughs> i know it's scary um <laughs> i freak my myself out sometimes i'm gonna okay i'm gonna be completely honest when i used to get in trouble as a kid i used to like do this thing with like my toes where like i'd like push my like toes like down because i'd be so angry but i wouldn't show it and i would just be like okay sure I'd be scared of you, man. That's like, mm. we were talking about it earlier. And I was like, if you ever have kids, I'm going to tell them if she talks to you, calm, call 911. Yeah. My mom, she's talking to me calmly. She's not yelling at me. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Say less, my guy. (laughs) I'm on my way. Anyways, so. Back to this Dahmer dude. Back to Jeff. Uh, his upbringing wasn't super horrible. Like, I didn't read any reports where he got molested or raped as a kid. Um, the only thing is that, I don't know, his mom seems a little bit narcissistic to me. And his dad did whatever he really could to help the family. He didn't really spend a lot of time at home because he was out trying to get his college degree to get a better job. And when he was at home, mom was like, I want all the attention, yada, yada, yada. So he felt like he didn't really give Jeff that much attention or as much attention as he should have. A lot of the stuff you're going to hear, if you've seen the Netflix show, you're going to rehear it. But some of the stuff isn't in the Netflix show. And if you haven't seen the Netflix Netflix show and you want to watch it, well, then you're going to hear spoilers. So Jeff ended up having surgery at four years old to fix a double hernia. And it was no, it was said that a re, one of the reasons why he kind of had an obsession with keeping penises is because he was convinced that the surgery cut off some of his manhood. It's, it's weird because you can, you can see it look like down feel. and see it's there. I don't know. Or he, maybe he felt like they cut off some part, like internally that it was, took his manhood away from him as he grew. Yeah. I don't or because know. like maybe being gay too, maybe thinking he wasn't manly enough. 
Like if it goes more. I don't know, Sam. Are you still? Are you trying to understand a serial killer? Are you a serial killer? No. Okay. I probably could be though. Mm. Mm. I think anyone could yeah. be if they really wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> In school, he was really quiet, reserved, but teachers did think that he was neglected, and not he kind of was. Because his dad spent most of his time with his mom or away, and mom was off doing whatever. She actually attempted suicide with the I get the pills that she was given for the doctor, but she survived. Which I don't know she, if in the show that in the show I know it showed that Jeff was the one that called the police when she overdosed. When she was su- yeah, when she overdosed, and then the dad came home in the show. Yeah, and said, so I wonder if that actually happened or not. Like, I'm if not he actually exactly did. Sure, but that would really fuck me up. Uh huh. Yeah, especially to as see a, your mom. He didn't look surprised. No, but this was after he had the du- the double hernia yeah. surgery. So he was already acting like kind of, he was already off. He was a little sus already. Yeah, a little sus. So he's like, oh. Well, oh. Ac- like according to Jeff's dad, Lionel, he would say that the mom was far from being like an ideal mother. Apparently she was like on prescription drugs, drugs while she was pregnant with Jeff. And she um, was also like mentally ast- unstable after she had him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like probably postpartum depression or something like that. And that is that is a very very and back common then they thing. Didn't, they didn't really yeah. and postpartum depression it. can last for years years yeah. at can, a time yeah. yeah it can yeah most women don't know it's postpartum and yeah. back then they didn't treat it or take it seriously right they didn't take a lot of things seriously in the sixties actually throughout this whole yeah. this whole timeline sixties up to the nineties not a lot of things were taken seriously um so as a kid he showed a lot of interest with dead animals um but he started off with insects at first and then kind of went into roadkill like huh, big jump there uh, insects dad, are a not spider. <laughs> and then look wait. dad a dead dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> sparky uh, no <laughs> so before his dad even like showed him things he would uh like find dead animals take them back to the shed and dismember them at one point he even took a skull and nailed it to a cross it it was just just kind of weird shit i always wondered like throughout this whole story like how bad this guy smelled all the time like how bad like you had to very be especially at the bars and stuff like how bad he smelled do you think, sorry, you said smell and I just thought of like chemicals and formaldehyde and like all that stuff. And in the show, you know how it, it, there's a scene where he's dissecting a pig? Yeah, and, yeah. He did, actually kept one of the pigs yeah, too. Yeah, he, he asked one of the teachers, hey, can I take this home? And he's like, you know, I've never been asked that before, Jeff. <laughs> um, sure. Why not? Take it home. That's totally normal. No big deal. Stuff it in your locker and no one's going to think anything of it. What did he say? So he could practice? Yeah. Practice yeah. what? What the fuck are you practicing? <laughs> Why do you have to practice outside of this classroom? Damn. Huh? <laughs> I would have asked questions. Well, that, yeah. that excited his dad because he was getting into like sciencey stuff. So. <laughs> okay. Something to bond over with his son, <laughs> yeah. which probably wasn't the best thing to bond over. But being a chemist, that's your passion. So yeah. do you think, though, that like because the dad took interest in his son and like or saw that his son was taking interest in something that he kind of like enabled him? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. His dad, yeah. they, his dad even like mentions that I believe in his book that he believes that he enabled him. 
at like 10 years old, they were eating and they're eating chicken. And Jeff randomly asked dad, what would happen if we placed the bones in a bleach solution? This worried the dad a little bit, but again, at the same time, it excited him because bonding time. Good question, son. Let's go find out. Every (laughs) 10 year old asks those questions. Totally normal. He's all roadkill. Let's get it. (laughs) Yay. Oh, Let's look. go, son. <laughs> no, look, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know we shouldn't be laughing, but, you know, laugh over your trauma. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so fucking dark. Also, another thing, we will not be mentioning any victims' names. Just a heads up. But anyways, back to the story. <laughs> In high school, that's when Jeff's drinking, like, kind of started at 14 years old. He was known to bring beer and liquor, hide it in his locker, hide it in his jacket. Um, But he was also, he would make fun of mentally disabled kids or disabled kids. I remember reading uh, an article where they were saying that, you know, Jeff had, what did you say? It was a fan base. Mm -hmm. And they, they, he had a fan club in school. Because he would make fun of people. Um, he was like the class clown. Yeah. During puberty is when he actually like started getting those gay feelings, those hom- homosexual feelings. And he actually was noted to have a brief relationship with a boy. Um, this is also when he started to fantasize about dominating and controlling a submissive partner. Hormones, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) She's like, yeah. No. (laughs) I want to be submissive. I want to be that submissive partner. I don't, not to Jeffrey Dahmer. Not to Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't want to be that submissive. He's like, shut up. Just lay there. Shut up. Do it. Lay down. Fuck. That's. (laughs) Never mind. I'm like, I never want to be told to shut up and lay down ever again. Ever again. Ever again. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Do we need to talk about something? Can we have a conversation during this whole thing? (laughs) This one time at fan camp. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's this whole thing, Sam. I don't want to go there right now. So, of course, his grades were declining, which he blamed on alcohol. I mean, duh. His parents' relationship was getting worse. They tried counseling, but it didn't work out, so they got a divorce. Dad thought it would be best to move out. And about almost a year later, Jeff graduated from school. And at that time, mom got custody of the youngest son and was like, peace out. You're 18 years old. Figure it out. So he was left at home alone at 18 years old. That was the first time he was left home alone? Yeah, like he like he was left at home alone. Mom moved in with family members. Oh, dad moved out. Himself. He was left by himself for a long time. Got it. In the show, I think he said three months. Wasn't it three months? Was it three months? I'm pretty sure. So y'all have both watched the full show. Yeah. I only watched a few episodes, but I had already known about Jeffrey Dahmer. I know and that. And did some research. I know that watching it, um, oh, a lot of people couldn't watch it. They couldn't like bear it or, yeah. you know, like they couldn't even get past the first episode because it just made them feel uncomfortable. Some, yeah, some type of way. Yeah. And I really feel that um, that's what the show was supposed to do. It was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. You were supposed to actually like feel that coming Mm -hmm. from um evan peters what character character as jeffrey dahmer if you didn't feel uncomfortable like there's that's that's a little questionable 
But a lot of people were saying episode six, which was I the, didn't even get there. The episode about the deaf guy. Yeah. That they're like, I couldn't even get past it. It's so sad. But we're we're gonna get to that in a second. Anyway, so June eighteenth, nineteen seventy-eight. So so May, June. So just literally a month later, after graduating and after being left home alone. Jeff sees this cute hitchhiker and it was and at this time Jeff was 19 and he invited him over was like hey let's have some beers let's hang out and they go they hang out after a while the hitchhiker was like all right I'm ready to go which upset Jeff Jeff ended up hitting him in the head with a 10 pound 10 pound dumbbell twice from behind and ended up strangling the guy and later on in a interview, he admitted that he didn't have a plan on killing this guy. It was that just he was accident. just upset that he wanted to leave. He didn't want him to leave him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily an accident, but it was like he. Yeah, he he it wasn't. Was, he didn't plan. Yeah, it wasn't planned. He didn't start planning these murders until later on. With the guy, he as he's laying there dead on the floor. Jeff ended up taking off all of his clothes. He stood over his body and masturbated onto his body. This was the his first killing, and it, it excited Jeff. He it, it aroused him, mm-hmm. which it's, it's kind of weird, a little bit. <laughs> and he excitement. ended up, yeah, yeah. He left the body there, and the next day took it down to the basement and dismembered it and um, buried it in the backyard. And for some reason, several weeks later. Jeff decides to dig the body back up and cut it up some more. He did the the acid technique that his dad taught him with the whole bleaching thing. Because when he was asking about the chicken, that I was like, oh, great time to bond with the son and show him how to dissolve bones, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So he learned this stuff from his dad, the chemist. He then flushed the acid down the toilet and crushed the bones and scattered them around the backyard. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What Sam said. (laughs) (laughs) So weeks go by. Jeff's dad finally shows back up and he was like, what's going, what you're, you're left home alone. I had no idea. Like you never even called to check up on your son. Did they have, they had phones back then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like how you're going to let your son go three months and not even like say, Hey son. I wonder if he thought he was with the mom. He did. Oh, but even then, if I know my son's with his dad or his grandparents, like I'm still gonna yeah. call him. I call. But him. he's also 18. Like he's an adult at this point to the state. I am 30, and I talk to my dad every day. I understand this, but <laughs> we're talking about a mom that was a pill popper and a dad that felt like he left to go find a new wife like but i I, see i don't get it like if you know you're leaving your kid with the pill popper and you already have it in your head that you didn't get to you you feel bad for not bonding with him why just leave him for three months and not even say hi to him i don't know i don't know so like his dad comes back home and he sees his son by himself and he has his new what whatever. He's yeah, like, oh there's my gosh. beer everywhere. And You're an alcoholic. You need to do something with your life. That's when his dad is like, you got to do something with your life. You're going to go to college in Ohio State. Yeah. So his dad paid for the like his whole college. But Jeff's whopping 0.45 GPA. Got him kicked out. Got him kicked out in his drinking. 
So just three months afterwards. That sucks. Like all that money down the fucking drain. Just like the bones. Damn. The ass. <laughs> just like the acid solution. Everything else like going the down the drain. Just like the acid solution. You know, wouldn't that fuck up your plumbing? That's what I was thinking I'm just, too. I'm just over here uh, like it thinking. It depends on if they had a neutralizer. Like if you had something to neutralize the acid. Do they have stuff like that? They oh. do. A neutralizer, the pH. Never mind. Neutralize the pH. All right, I Sam. don't know, but she's, she you wanna, said you want to help me hide the body. <laughs> I've said it before. She has, she has all the means to get rid of bodies. <laughs> this is what I do. Oh, I don't. Okay, I don't discard bodies. Do. <laughs> you heard it here. I do not discard bodies, but I do deal with chemicals for the living. <laughs> so I understand. So if Jordan chemicals. and I ever go missing, well, Lizzie's already gone. <gasps> you got it. <laughs> I'll never tell. So after dropping out of college, his dad tells him he needs to go and do something. So he joins the military, joins the army, and he trains as a medical specialist in San Antonio, Texas. And in July, he was stationed in West Germany as a combat medic, which kind of all lines up being that he's so interested in cutting up bones and all those things. Like, I wonder if that's why he chose that route. Oh, for sure. He was interested in in drugging these people and zombifying them and making them do whatever they wanted. And he couldn't do that just by talking to them or convincing them he had to have drugged them. Yeah, and this gives him the means and the ways to do that to people that are already hurt and can't do anything for themselves. It gives him access to the the medicine to drug people. That he needs. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he never like went into a hospital and like stole bodies or oh, like, like to like, or yeah, or did anything to any like paralyzed people or like disabled people or anything like that. I wonder if that's too, that was too easy for him. Maybe. Fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he wanted that. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Okay. <laughs> he was an average soldier, soldier, yet later two soldiers admitted being raped by Jeff while in the army. Um, the first one he raped for 17 months in Germany. And one report said he was tortured, beaten, and tied to the bed. He almost killed himself. He actually tried to kill himself. Yeah, that's, but you know. He jumped from a three-story window and survived. So he survived rape and survived jumping off of a building. Yeah. You, sucks to suck. Damn. <laughs> I'm a survivor. I am going He made it. it. <laughs> I'm a survivor. Aw, Reba. Go Reba. Go Reba. <laughs> that, no, but really, though, like the fucking. <laughs> We're going to get fucking canceled. We liked, we have dark humor. If that makes you uncomfortable, this isn't the podcast for you. We apologize, but we do like to laugh about our trauma and other people's other trauma. People's trauma. <laughs> We find we are we, so glad he lived. <laughs> I have to say that for like, them because I know it doesn't sound like no. It. Yes, we are happy that this person survived, but this is like to a really this is a really dark topic that we kind of have to make it a little funny, like it just in some way, you know. It, it's us. Four uh-huh. mics uncensored. We don't, <laughs> you know, we don't mean like any harm or like disrespect or anything. We understand that there must have been like a lot of underlying trauma in this. You know, so we do understand that we're really just, you know, cracking jokes, bullshitting for shits and gigs. Honestly, if this recently fucking happened, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, no, no. So then he also raped another man in the military, and 
He said the only reason that Jeff didn't kill him was because they were in the middle of Belgium and Jeff had no idea how to get back to Germany. So he just did it to survive. He was also, I believe with that man, he was bragging about... Oh, his first kill? His first kill, yeah. So then he was deemed unsuitable for the military service because of alcohol abuse and was discharged. And I was reading somewhere that it was actually on paper, he got an honorable discharge from the military. I mean... In the military, people get raped all the time. Yeah. And that's... And but they, how the people that are doing the raping are getting, literally get medals. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm really confused on this part. So, he was deemed unsuitable for military service because of alcohol abuse. Because, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he kept drinking. Because he kept drinking. But... Not because he raped someone. Not because... because they didn't come out this... Oh, the until years rape, later. Yeah, okay. they didn't come out until years later. Okay. Thank Probably until after he was I was arrested. confused. I was like, so these people were like, eh, whatevs, no big deal. It happens all the time. That's literally how the military is right now. Yeah. No, yeah. Because- so it wouldn't surprise me. <sighs> so the military then sent him, gave him a plane ticket, and he chose to go to Florida. And he didn't tell anyone, and he found a job at a restaurant, rented a room at a hotel, and then ended up getting evicted because he was drinking too much and got fired and couldn't pay his hotel bill, and then called his dad and asked his dad if he could go home. I wonder why he drank so much. I wonder if it was just because he didn't understand what he was going through himself, or if it's because he was dealing with him being, you know, like, gay and didn't have anybody to talk to, didn't have any friends, like... Or it was just his coping for... Yeah, like his coping mechanism. Or he was just an alcoholic. I was say, alcoholic, alcoholism is an addiction. And yeah. so, like, when someone has an addiction, just like Jeff had multiple addictions, but he was an alcoholic, and he was addicted to killing people. Well, he was ad- addicted to control, too. Addicted to killing, addicted to control. And he had a lot of submissiveness, or what not being submissive, but... Wanting submissiveness. So like he... Dom, dominating. Yeah, he was yeah. addicted to dominating. So after the military and after getting fired in Florida, he ended up moving back home with his dad. And of course, he had to have do chores. His dad pushed him to get a job. But he was still drinking. And that's when he was arrested for drunken disorderly conduct. They slapped him on the wrist with a $60 fine and gave him a 10-day jail sentence. And at this time... Dad was like, I have enough. You're going to go live with grandma. But like, Poor grandma. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? I'm done with you. I can't gonna, handle like, you. You're going to your grandma's. Like, you're going to dr- d- dump him off on your mom. So why not send him back to his mom's? I've always wondered, like, instead of like, why are you sending him to your grandma? Why don't you send him to his mom? Maybe they didn't have contact. Like, maybe, maybe. Didn't they didn't. Know, they hated each like, other. Yeah. Maybe yeah. But that's your kid. Like, you would think, okay, if I can't handle him, here you go. You dropped him off yeah, once, but left he, him alone. He, he was an adult by this time yeah. already. Like he's already a grown man at this point. True. You know, yeah. so he, they only, I think his dad really only felt responsible because he feels like he's failed him as a father. As a father. And yeah. he wasn't really there for him. So when you try to, to continue, it's like someone with a drug addiction, right? When you continue to try to help them, but they're always falling into like the same pattern. They're always getting into trouble. Mm -hmm. They're always getting arrested. They're not doing anything with their lives. They're not motivated. And you just see them failing. You feel like you're just failing them. Yeah. So I don't think that his dad wanted that constant reminder that he was failing him as a father. And I think that's That's why why he was like, go with your grandma. Yeah. And I also wonder like if you poor grandma, he's not going to do this to his grandma. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? You think. You would think. So just keep in mind that also at this point, he had only killed one person. He was just one killing and then raping. Two rapists. And Two raping, yeah. And it was noted that when he moved in with his grandma, he was doing really good. He went to church. He got a job at a blood center, helped out around the house. But unfortunately, he did get laid off and he didn't. He ended up not working for two years. So after he got laid off for two years and nine for didn't well didn't work for two years in 1985. That's when he started spending time at the gay bathhouses. But again, he hadn't started doing anything bad. He would just he he would have sex with the workers. He noted he said that he would get frustrated with these male partners because. They were moving around too much, and he just wanted them to lay there and shut up. You see, that's why I never <laughs> want to be told, lay there. Shut, shut up. up and take it. <laughs> shut up and take it. <laughs> so, I don't know if I want to be submissive anymore. I'd be like, are you going to kill me? <laughs> God. Yes, daddy. It's so... Just Ooh. <laughs> daddy, <Yeah>. chill. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, no. Daddy, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, please going wait like this <laughs> wait tie me up like this okay um but so no wait, this led him to start drugging them he, so he started drugging uh-huh. them he didn't he didn't he still didn't kill he started drugging them so they would lay there and shut up mm-hmm. and he did this 12 different times before the owners finally found out and they banned him now people wonder i wanted to why didn't they call the cops because this was still in the 80s and it was a gay bathhouse like, think about that. Yeah. They, they, they ain't going to call the cops. They're, They're just trying trouble. to stay open. Yeah. And they also don't, no one wants the cops attention or the, Yeah, the attention with the cops. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like with this whole like bathhouse um, situation. I, I don't know. Like, I just wonder if he would ever really like talk to them and be like, stop talking. Like, I think so. You know, like, I don't want to hear you stop. Like, I wonder, like, how awkward and, like, chilling the kind of, like, situation would the be. Like, the tension. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, why don't you just tell me what your preference is instead of drugging me? Right? Like, <laughs> maybe uh, I'll just stop talking. You never know. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Because he came off very aloof. Like, you know, he was just very awkward. And mm-hmm. it's just. But also, when, like, when I'm having sex. I don't want to just lay there. I'm going to move around. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get mine. Like, She's like, I'll be squirming around. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't, sometimes I can't shut up. I mean, I ain't going to scream. I ain't going to be loud, but oh no, especially if it's good. I'm gonna, it, I guess it just really is that controlling factor that yeah. he was yeah. really like looking for or trying to that please that part dominating of part to his yeah. submissive. Well, that is, that is what drove him to do everything. His ultimate goal was to have someone who was, and that's why he made these zombies, which we'll get into later, quote unquote zombies, is because he wanted to just have someone there who was completely submissive all the time and he could control 100% of the time. That's that's what drove him. If people want to get into his mind and whatnot, that is exactly what he was wanting. Eventually, that he was figuring it out. In the beginning, at this point, again, hasn't killed anyone. And the killing that he did do, 
Yeah, he got mad, but he didn't necessarily really mean to kill someone. And even his second killing. It wasn't his true intent. Yeah, it wasn't his M.O. Yeah. Yeah, so like um, his second killing didn't happen until November 20th of 1987, where he met a 25-year-old at the bar and um, they went back to a hotel. After Jeff was banned from the bathhouses, it led him to venture out into hotels so that way he can kind of do things on his own terms and his own way, make up like his own rules. According to Jeff, like he had no intention of murdering this victim, but apparently he woke up in the morning and he was dead already. He told investigators like in quote unquote, I could not believe that this had happened End quote. Like you kill somebody and you don't remember it. Yeah. Really? Like how can well, you not remember so a part of me can believe that because I know some people, when they get angry, they literally will black like out. Like see red. They will black out and they won't, they don't remember. I know my little brother, when he gets really mad, he will literally black out. Like not even bits and pieces no. of it. Cause he I've, jumped I've out gotten, of my car one time and don't, doesn't remember it, period. I've gotten blacked out drunk, but I remember like a little bit, a little, little bit. Little no, bit. like he, he just, he just admits that he had no intention of killing him, but he did have intention to drug and rape him. Yeah. But it's just, maybe he got so like lost in that. Like when you said, maybe he wasn't mad exactly, but yeah. he just got so lost in that. And it's almost as if like another person just kind of takes over in that personality. And it's, I wonder I if know. he was, it had different personalities. I think if he did the, um, what is it? The psychiatrist. the psychiatrist would have noted that, but yeah. this, they they interviewed him. Oh yeah, a lot and said that he's he's actually pretty intelligent. But yeah, so he has this dead body in the hotel, and mm-hmm. he can't just take it out of the hotel. So he ends up getting a suitcase, putting it in the de- uh, putting the dead body in the suitcase, and taking it to Grandma's house, and left it in the basement for a week. Dude, the f- smell that was coming from that basement. Or from that suitcase? Like, could you imagine? Yeah, that's disgusting. I think, like, um, it was after a week that he actually dismembered the body. Yeah. Mm. And he puts it, like, in fresh trash bags and crushes the bones. Um, all in, like, his grandma's basement. So. I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was the killing where he got pulled over. He had the trash bags in the back of his car taking him to the dump and he got pulled over and the officer's like, what's in the trash bag? And he's like, oh, just some trash. I'm taking to the dump. And the officer's like, all right, go on your way. Like, and, <laughs> and I think a lot of the, a lot of the times that he got released from police is because they saw him. They're like, oh, okay. It's just a white male. Like they profiled him mm-hmm. as just a white male. And they didn't ask questions. They didn't think to like look in the bags or do a background check or no questions I don't whatsoever. want to do the paperwork for this. Yeah, just like, eh, yeah. whatever, you're harmless. Yeah. You you don't look like anything to me, so. Again, this is in the 80s, yeah. so, I mean, there's definitely still racial profiling, profiling that goes on right now, but there was a lot back then, especially. But that was the one time he kept the head, right, um, from that the oh, guy yeah. that he killed when he was 20. Yeah, he, he gets rid of, like, everything else, but he keeps the head. So that's the first person he actually keeps something from? Well, he didn't keep it for long. Um, he just kept it because he wanted to do, I guess, one of his science experiments. Oh, okay. He, Probably with, like, the acid, right? Trying to yeah. figure it out a little bit more. With this one, it was his first time, like, kind of trying to 
preserve the bones. But he ended up using too much bleach in the solution, and it made the bones really brittle, and he had to throw it away. And this this bummed him out. So he's like, all right, well, got to try again. So that's when he became, like, actively seeking these more people. Yeah, to drug them and rape them and, and kill them, like, by strangling them. I wonder if that point, like, that was whenever he he was like, okay, now I want to kill people. This is... This is what I like This is a hobby now. Yeah. I think at this point, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was a hobby yet because he, I think he's just, he's just wanting a skull. Mm -hmm. He's, he just, he wants to keep, he wants a skull. A determination. Yeah. He's a determination to successfully do, I'm just going to keep calling it a science experiment and get, keep a skull. He has an obsession with skulls, with bones. As, again, he he nailed a dog skull to a cross on, the, on a tree. I, I think it's exactly that as a science experiment because it's not like he connected emotionally with any of these people or knew them personally or uh-uh. tried to get to know them. He just wanted someone there for his own um, entertainment, for his yeah. own pleasure. I think, I do think later on though, it started the killing and whatnot started to become more of a hobby. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Months, a couple months later, Jeff meets a 14 year old and they don't talk about this victim in the Netflix series. Um, This is the first 14 year old that he meets. Uh, Some reports were saying that he was a sex worker, that he may have been being trafficked. But I also read that just two days prior, he was fleeing from his home to escape his abusive stepfather. And that's really sad. You leave your house to leave your abusive stepfather only to run into fucking Jeff Dahmer. The look. What, what, the, what a coincidence. The luck of that boy, man. That's when Jeff started using the MO of, hey, come to my house, post for nudes, I'll give you $50, I just need a model. The boy agreed. They go back to the grandma's place, and Jeff drugs and kills him. He dismembered the body, but again, kept the skull, and pretty much did what he did with the last victim, made the solution, but again, he fucked up. Bones were too brittle. Jeff threw it away. Again, he was bummed. So he had to go find another one. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes for the a fourth person. He tries it again for the fourth time. Took him back to his grandma's. He drugs him. He kills him. But since Jeff didn't find the guy very attractive, he threw away the skull. And by this time, it was his fourth killing. I think it was like um, March 24th of like mm-hmm. 88. Yeah. Around that time. But not that long after, uh, there was a victim that escaped. Literally a month after. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like in April. He drugs him again. Uh, but grandma, <laughs> grandma was a cock blocker. Oh she said, God. not in this house, Jeff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she wakes up and she's like, Jeff, is that you? No one's getting dick in this house. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> this poor grandma, man. So this freaks Jeff out and he ends up taking the victim to a hospital and leaves him there. It didn't say anything about the grandma coming down and checking things out or staying with the victim until he sobered up. No, like grandma just knew that he was there and he was there with someone. So he's like, oh, shit, my shit's fucking up. I need to 
He and he's already drugged up, so I need to take him. The guy ends up waking up in in the hospital, and he noticed like he, he still kind of remembers about the night. I mean, he only got drugged when he was at the house, so he remembers getting there and whatnot. And he said that he woke up with lacerations on his neck and his underwear put inside out. And this was an interview that he did. And he didn't remember any of it happening. He also, this another incident of the cops getting involved. He told the cops and the cops did nothing. And I think in the movie, in the show, it shows the cops going back to Jeff's house and saying, Interviewing, oh, my yeah. grandma was here the whole time. Yeah, so like in the show, it was different because the guy shows up to his house. Uh, apparently, he was having car trouble. He had some car trouble. Jeff invites him over to his house because he says he's going to help him. He just has to pick up, pick up his car. Uh, he offers him some coffee. The guy takes it, drugs him, right? Grandma wakes up, hears some noise downstairs. Jeff, what's going on? And, you know, she comes down there and she sees this guy sitting on her couch, knocked she's out. She's just drunk, Grandma. Yeah, he's knocked the fuck out, like, unconscious. And she's like, no, he's not okay. Is he okay? He's not okay. And he's like, yeah, Grandma, he's just drunk. He's just going to sleep it off. Go away. She's like, no. I'm staying until he sobers up. Yeah, so she stayed there, and I think they walked him or took him to, to a, a bus, bus stop, stop station. Yeah, that's where they left him. So they didn't leave him at a hospital in the show, like the way like it says it online. But they sent him off on a bus, and he went all the way down. I don't know what fucking street. And then the cops show up at Jeff's house asking him questions because the guy reported it. I'm surprised that he remembered where he lived. For him to send the cops over well, to his house. He wasn't drugged up at that point. He didn't get drugged until after he, it was already at the house. Oh, but like, I don't know if I'd remember. Yeah. Like, yeah you maybe. Know? I don't know. I've never been, I've never been roofied. I have. I've never yeah. been roofied. Yeah, I have. It's a scary thing. I've, luckily, I've, you know, I'm here. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's an ugly feeling. Jeff's grandma and is like, I, I'm done. I've had enough of this. And ask him to move out in September of 1988. Hey, my sister was born that month. <laughs> in that <birthday>. year. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, because she was tired of him bringing men over and she was tired of the smell. Like, poor. Of sex? <laughs> it's just gay stuff, grandma. <laughs> I'm quoting the the show, so don't get upset with me. Anyways, like, yeah, poor grandma. But at the same time. Don't blame grandma. At the same time, she, if you, you have the, these fucking smell in your house, you could, I don't know. She already saved one. She tried. I know. She didn't even know what was going on. You cannot victimize. With smells in my house, I'm going to look for it. Why why not go down to your, your basement maybe her senses were off because she was older maybe she couldn't smell or hear or i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna stick up for grandma as much as i can i'm okay i get what jordan's saying though like she's saying i do too all it takes is for someone to just look but you know the cops could have done the same fucking thing and they could have saved many lives also so many many times so many times yeah don't blame grandma but you live with this fucking person exactly (laughs) you know what i mean like how do you not like we didn't even mention the mannequin. So oh. Jeff Jeff steals a mannequin. I think it was when he was around doing the gay bathhouses. Mm. He stole a mannequin because he wanted to use it for sex stuff. And he actually admitted to using it for sex stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when he started getting more into the sexual aspects of 
wanting to have sex with a man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when he started Being going into the bathhouses and yeah. whatnot. Um, so going back to, he got kicked out and literally just hours after he got kicked out because he got, he got an apartment the next day after he got kicked out and hours after he was arrested. So he was arrested and he was charged or he was convicted. Sorry. He was convicted of second degree of assault, sexual assault and of enticing a child for immoral, immoral purposes. So he would lure, lure, fuck, I can't talk. Lure. He lured, 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 lured. (laughs) He told a 13 year old boy, was like, hey, come back to my apartment. And he was fondling him and he got caught. The the kid got away. And Mm -hmm. so they went to the cops. He was convicted of second degree of assault. He, He was convicted in January. He got kicked out in September. Mm-hmm. Of 88. Of 88. He got caught fondling a 13-year-old, but it, did, it didn't get convicted until January. So months later, that's when he got convicted. And then the sentencing didn't go through until May. So from January to May, he was a free man, and he killed again. So if sentencing would have gone up some, like, happened very quickly another victim would have been able to survive before he was sentenced in between january and may he moved back in with his grandma (laughs) (laughs) poor grandma (laughs) fucking grandma and murdered yet again he did his his usual drug rape strangled he put the body in grandma's bathtub dismembered but he kept the head and the penis since he thought this guy was pretty cute and this is the first victim where he permanently kept a body part. Like he kept this up until he got caught. But going back to May, he got sentenced um, to 10 months in jail and he had to reg- register as a sex offender. So that was all in um, 1989. So let's jump to May of 1990. Jeff's out of jail, still has to register as a sex offender, but he got his own apartment. This is, I think, when he started making it a hobby, yeah. more of a hobby. Um, this is when he went like on his bender. Yeah. Basically for two years almost, or a year and a half. I was born that month and year. Damn. I know. It's your fault. Damn. <laughs> Don't put that evil on me, Gina. Um, <laughs> Don't I, you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I want to say real quick, I'm I'm just surprised that he never killed a grandma. Or, it's grandma. Yeah, yeah, I know, but still, like, he never It even, wasn't in his M.O., it was a woman and an older lady. See that he never, ki- yeah, he that never, he killed, never women. killed women. Like, no. and I and it's probably because like he didn't find us attractive, and he thought that women were disgusting. Yeah, your loss. Just kidding. <laughs> he didn't want to keep your body part. He didn't want. He didn't want your that. body to be a part of him. Nope. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> but that's when, uh, yeah. So in was it nineteen ninety? From nineteen ninety to. 1991. 1991, he went on a killing spree basically week. Every week he was killing someone different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like his first zombie victim was on April 7th of that year of 1990. You know, like he met someone, drugged him, and but this time like he drilled a hole in their skull and he filled it with acid. Um, all while he was still alive, you know, like he was just knocked out. And the victim, the, like the victim woke up 
in a submissive state and Jeff got excited about it. He, he was like, Oh, it's starting to work. He's a zombie now. Yeah. Like he, but the victim started asking he, questions. Yeah. Right? He's like, I have a headache. What time is it? It was like a little bit more he coherent. Was still too in control of himself. Yeah. So it wasn't actually what Jeff wanted. So he killed him. Jeff drugged him again and strangled him <laughs> because he didn't get his way. He didn't yeah. get exactly what he wanted. This is Control. when he was wanting to, he, he was trying to do those, those zombies as they, so in the show, they, they said zombie mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't following. I was like, what the fuck? Like, where did zombie come from? Why are they, why are they calling these people zombies? And when I started doing the more research on it, I was like, oh, okay. That's why they call them zombies is because he literally would drill holes in their skull, pour acid or water and hope that they would be some kind of frankenstein Mm -hmm. just not coherent they wouldn't actually understand what was going on but they would still be living Mm -hmm. and yeah breathing technically he just wanted like a live doll yeah didn't do anything he could have waited like 20 years and now you can get it i was thinking i was thinking like were sex dolls like a thing back then i think they were the blow-ups i don't think they were the actual they weren't too realistic yeah like the balloon like you know like the the cushion kind of balloon but they're (laughs) plasticky um yeah i don't think that would have sufficed his cravings but so this um he kept this skull and he especially kept this skull because it was the first one that had a hole in it so he's like, yay, has a hole in it. Um, but he fucked but up again, and threw it away. He fucked up with the solution, Fucking made the bones Jeff. brittle. When are you going to learn? Come on, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yep. <laughs> Name's Jeff. But he's not a quitter. <laughs> he's Give not. He's not he a quitter. He's a persistent he's motherfucker. He's very <laughs> persistent. He keeps going until he gets it. A year later, almost a year later, that's when neighbors started complaining. They're like, yo, there's a smell. We hear power tools. We hear screams. The neighbors were calling the cops. Cops weren't doing anything. The neighbors were calling the the manager. He was just calling Jeff and was like, yo, take care of it. Jeff's blaming it on fish dying, on his freezer breaking. He's just, he's just keeping going. He's trying to keep the ball rolling as much as he can. Yeah. But again, Jeff, uh, not Jeff, sorry. Again, the neighbors are calling the police. They're like, Yo, come check this out. Come check this out. Police aren't doing shit. Because of like the neighborhood he lives in. Yeah. It was a high crime rated uh, neighborhood. So they don't take anything seriously. They're like, oh, well, that's just normal for your five o'clock in the afternoon at your place. So Jeff had a death victim. And this is what I was talking about of episode six. It does not. The true the truth of how where Jeff talks about it it does not line up with how Netflix romanticized it. And I honestly, like, I, I, I do believe Jeff. I do, because when he got caught and he, he went to jail, he was very, very extremely helpful in solving all of his murders, of helping them find everyone, helping, telling them, telling the cops exactly what he did, what happened. Um, and he never mentioned them having a relationship so Jeff saw this victim at a at a dance club. So that was true. He was dancing. He came up to him and he was like, hey, let's take pictures. And also, fun fact, this is one of the only victims that Jeff had in his apartment that has no Polaroids ever taken of him. So they never even took Polaroids. As soon as they the, his, the victim's friends were telling him not to go. Mm-hmm. 
They're like, no, don't go. And the show, they're like, oh, go, go, go. And they're like, no. They were like, no, don't do it. But he went anyways. When they got to his house, he drugged him and tried turning him to one of his zombies, but it failed and he died right away. However, Jeff kept him in his bed for three days. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Shortly after, just like a few days after, not even three days, like one or two days after, Jeff found the 14-year-old boy. And this this boy is the boy that was portrayed in the Netflix show. He offered him money to hang out. At first, the boy was reluctant, but he did it. He went. Went back with Jeff. Jeff drugged him and drilled a hole into his skull. Oh, sorry. Jeff drugged him, but before he passed out, the Jeff noticed, stated in an interview that the boy saw a dead body on the naked on the floor. And this was the deaf victim that he had previously killed. But then he ended up passing out on the bed. So he drugged him, drilled a hole into his skull, injected acid in the frontal lobe. For some reason, Jeff ended up wanting to go out to a bar and then to a liquor store. So he was gone. He left the he left the 14-year-old kid passed out in his bed. I don't know why that doesn't line up with me, right? Like... That he would just leave a passed out. Like, isn't that what you want? But then he was waiting for him to see if he'd wake up and do the zombies thing. If that was like, you're not really smart about it. Why would you leave? Yeah. Like, why just leave him where he could, he could, you don't know if it was going to work or not. Watching the show, I I felt like he, he wasn't very smart about like a lot of things. Like he was messy. Like he just wanted to do it just to do it because he was curious or he just wanted to like do something for himself. But I don't know, man. Thinking about him doing things with 14-year-olds, it's like he didn't even connect with that, like thinking like this is a kid, this is a minor. It wasn't about the age or... No, it was nothing. It was just because he felt that they were attractive or beautiful or whatever. Age is just a number. That's what he was thinking. That's gross. It is gross. Yeah. Gross. So when he comes back from the bar, he notices that these three women and they're talking to his kid and he realizes that the kid is the 14 year old and they're asking him questions like, what's your name? How old are you? At this time, the women had already called the police. The police show up and Jeff's just like, no, this is my boyfriend. He just had too much to drink, yada, yada, yada. Just kind of going to doing what he normally does with the police, giving, giving them the running around. And you got to picture it. It's still in the early 90s. And the police are there. It's two white policemen. And are they, they're, they're definitely going to believe this white man over these women of, that aren't white. So they they definitely went with, took Jeff's side. Even the lady, she even was saying to the police officer, there's blood on his head. He's just a boy. Like something's up. And the officer told the woman, woman to butt out, shut up, and to not interfere. She was also threatened to be arrested by the police if she didn't stop interfering. The police said that this was a problem between them. And they literally handed Jeff the boy back. And they helped Jeff bring him back to his apartment and set him on the couch. Jeff even showed him Polaroid pictures that he took of the boy. It was like, look, like we're just we're just having some fun. Right. 
That's my boyfriend. We were messing around. But what pisses me off is that all this is going on while there is a naked dead body on the floor of his bedroom and the officers, all they had to do was just look around a little more and two lives could have been saved right then and there. Well, really, all they had to do was run a background check. That too. Because he was on, he's a sexual, um, a sex offender, a sex offender. And the, the boy looked really young, but no, they didn't. Granted, they did not do their due, due diligence. Due diligence, yeah. No. So 30 minutes later, the boy died because he was, again, he had acid injected into his brain. All this is going on. Jeff had a job at the chocolate factory right down the road from his yeah. apartment. It, it's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> Okay, Willy know. Wonka. I know. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. Like, you should make a dark Willy Wonka. I do like Willy I thought Wonka that's what though. they did with the Johnny Depp. That no, was supposed to be like the darker. Dark. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, darker. Like morbid shit. Jeffrey Dahmer. I I'm can just see kidding. it. Ooh, I like that. Wait, say it I again. I can see it. Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh. <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Anyways, so um, also while at working at the chocolate factory, I don't know which victim it was, but he took the skull with him to work as like a a trophy, yeah, trophy he wanted, to prate around. I was reading that he wanted the skull to be with him. Like he Always. put, he kept it in his locker because he wanted it to be close with him. He wanted to be close to it. I don't know if he showed anybody, but I know he did keep it in his locker at work because he wanted it to be close to him. Okay, Which, Shakespeare. And <laughs> it all goes around. Like he, he, the reason why he ate his victims too is because he wanted them to be a part of him. In his mind, it was kind of him honoring the victims like though they will always be a part of me mm-hmm. they'll always be worth something to me i don't know it's still really fucking weird but that's just his mind that was the way he was thinking about it so jeff called into work constantly because he wanted to he wanted to spend his day dismembering his victims because he he did this all the time he did this a lot not all the time he well, he did all the time there was over there was 16 killings that he had and only two of them. Only, not only two of them. Only a couple of them. Of them so he did 12 of them. At his apartment. Yeah, 12 of them. 12 of them were at his apartment. Yeah, so he got fired for calling in. Um, and then comes finally his last victim, which luckily he survived. And this does go with the Netflix show. He offered him to take, offered to take pictures but the guy says in the interviews that there was a really foul smell. As soon as he got there, he knew something was up. Jeff did place the handcuffed on his arm, and he was like, what are you doing? And Jeff's like, I thought we could, you know, hang play out. a little game. Play. Jeff ends up placing his head on the guy's chest. Mind you, Jeff had a knife in his hand while doing this, and he said, I'm going to eat your heart. Because he had already threatened him. Like from one area of the house to the other, because the guy already was getting suspicious. Yeah, he was like, I, "I need to find a way out," and he was like, "No, get in my bedroom. Let's go take pictures." Yeah, he kept saying that over and again. We're supposed to take pictures, but a model for me. Yeah, and so he kind of fell in. He started to play with Dahmer about it, like, "Okay, I, I'm gonna kind of go your way and see if I can get out of this in a different way. Try to get in his head." He was pretty smart. Yeah, he ends up asking Dahmer, "Who can I use the restroom?" He was hoping that there was gonna be a window in there that he could jump out. There was no window. So he goes back out. He's looking around, see what he can do. He ends up asking Dahmer again to go to the restroom. Luckily, Dahmer lets him. But he gets up and he punches Dahmer as hard as he can in the head. That doesn't go with the Netflix show. 
But that's what he said in his interview. He punches him as hard as he can, runs out the door, flags down some police officers, tells them what happened. They take him back to Jeff's house so they could get the key because their key wasn't working to open up Mm -hmm. the handcuffs. So they go back to the, the apartment and they're like, did you, did you handcuff this man? And Jeff's like, yeah, but you know, we're just, we're just playing around. We're having, we're having fun. Or as Netflix said, it's just gay stuff, man. And so they're like, all right, where's the key? We need to get the key. And he's like, I'll get it. And the officers are like, no, we will get it. Luckily, I'm so glad these officers, like these are the first officers that started doing what they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They go into the room and the only reason why Jeff got caught is because his drawer was open where all the Polaroids were. And an officer saw it and, and like saw that it was, his uh, Jeff's apartment it was like all right cuff him Uh, Jeff said in an interview that during this it was really fuzzy it was just everything was happening so fast and he was just like you know it's over it's over yeah finally someone is stopping me that's what he said in an interview he's like all right it's it's done it's over you got me Um, fun while it lasted type of thing so he was like I'm not gonna fight it yeah So the officers overall end up finding a severed head in the fridge. They found four more heads around the house. They found seven skulls, numerous of body parts just in random places. They also found two human hearts and an arm muscle in the fridge. The freezer was an entire torso and pieces of flesh. And they found two penises, a mummified scalp, and in the 55-gallon drum, there were three torsos devolving, d- dissolving. They also found a total of 74 pictures detailing the dismemberment of the victims. And this all happened in a year and a half because the rest of it, he wasn't... the the. Prior to that, he was not taking the pictures. He was only raping and murdering and doing the skulls. And before that, he only kept one skull permanently. Yeah. But something also like to remember is that he was also having sex with corpses. And he, eating them. Yes, and eating and them. Eating them. Yeah, because they said um, something about his stomach remains. Was it? That's well, how they got... They noticed that he was eating them because um, of the kitchen utensils. utensils that's what it was. The way utensils. that they, the stuff was cut up. Mm-hmm. And, and they, he would even go into detail about how he would cook them. Prepare them. Mm-hmm. He'd prepare them medium rare. He'd salt, pepper, sometimes barbecue onions. sauce, onions. Yeah. yeah mushrooms, like yeah. a steak. Disgusting. Yeah, it's really disgusting. In July twenty third, nineteen ninety one, Jeff was brought into um, brought in for questioning, and again, he's very admitting full or whatever. He's very I, I don't want to say the word helpful because that just sounds like I'm giving this guy credit, but he did cooperate. Sorry, that's the right yeah. word. He cooperated a lot. He admitted to all the murders. He they found all the remains, which. They found a shit ton of remains in the backyard of his house and they had to scrape through dirt for hours and hours. They found blood in different places at the house, I believe, the the, first, the house that he lived in with that his he, mom and yeah. dad. Yeah. 
The trial didn't begin until 1992, and it only lasted for two weeks. Now, mind you, the death penalty was abolished in Wisconsin, so that wasn't an issue, or that wasn't an option. So he got 16 life consecutive sentences, plus 70 years on top of that. Like, we're gonna, you're gonna stay in here forever, but just to put the cherry on top, we're gonna add 70 more years, like, just to show you how serious we are mm-hmm. about this. Uh, the first year of jail, Jeff spent in solitary confinement due to people threatening him. He was then transferred to a less secure unit after a year. On November 28, 1994, Jeff was found on the bathroom floor in the gym with extreme head and facial wounds from a 20-inch metal bar. He was still alive, but he died um, an hour later at the hospital. Now, I had also read that there was another attack prior to this one that someone was trying, yeah, right before that, that someone else prior, a different person tried to kill him. And it didn't work. Like, he didn't get through with it. So the second time that someone tried to murder him, it worked. He so, died. And when he got murdered, another inmate was murdered with him as well in the in the same area. Like, the guy um, murdered okay. two both people. Of them. Both yeah. Of them. yeah. Um, but the inmates stated that God told him to do it. Yeah. Right. He, like, said, he said that... Um, that Jeff didn't make a noise or flinch. Yeah, which was really weird to him. That he was like, "It's really weird because Jeff didn't say anything. He didn't. He just sat there and he took it. He knew it, it was his, his time because he had also accepted God, I believe, while he was like turned a new leaf while he was in jail for the yeah. short period. of time. I just feel he was very disconnected from like feeling. Oh, oh, yeah. You know. Later on in 2000, his mom died due to breast cancer, and his dad ended up retiring, and he ended up writing a book. Um, a lot of, I think all of the proceeds of the book went to the victim's families and the money that Jeff got while working in jail and the money that his fans were sending him, those went to the victims too. Mind you, Jeff had so many fans, like to this day has so many fans. He ended up getting over 12, that not a thousand two hundred. He ended up getting over $12,000 from fans in jail. Wow. His brother, no one talks about his brother. His brother ended up changing his name. Like, apparently you can't find him. He wants nothing to do Good with this. Good for him, though, yeah. because he had nothing. Like, he didn't know what his, well, his mom and his little brother moved out when he was 18, right? Was that when yeah. they left? So when he was 18, his brother was probably 15 or so, right? I don't know how old Jeff was when his little brother was born. But, yeah. you know, he wasn't in his life for too long, so... What good for him. And I know a lot of people will hear this and be like, no, Jeff killed white people too. And yes, he did. But he mainly targeted minorities and people, people of color. color. Mm-hmm. And it did have to deal with where he lived in his apartment. But it also had to deal with his perf- his perf- um, his preference. Preference, yeah. His preference and in, in But he still doesn't admit that this is a race thing he doesn't admit it had anything to do with race he just but he does admit to wanting to find the most attractive person and his preference of attraction was african-american men and it it, it targeted gay men too which is exact gay gay black men which is a huge reason why this crime went on for as long as it did yeah because, again, this is the 80s, and imagine how things are now. Just imagine them 10 times worse back then. 
I really feel bad for the victims and, and the family, especially since there wasn't anything to remember them or like, yeah, no, no memorial, no, th- nothing, nothing, no landmark, like nothing. It was just, it happened. Okay. I, I, it's almost as if they just didn't want to like remember, not that anybody wants to remember that. I'm pretty sure but the victims didn't. with the Netflix episode or series that came out, nobody wants to relive that. Definitely not. Yeah, and I I had done some research too, and the first thing that popped up when I was looking stuff up was these family members of the victims were very upset with Netflix. They didn't like that they didn't ask them, they didn't come and try to get information from them that hadn't already been put out because they don't want to relive it. They don't want to have to hear about their family members being dismembered and murdered and eaten and all the things, you know. I wouldn't. That's that's sad. Yeah. You can't move on. There's actually um, footage from the courtroom where one of the victims, I want to say cousin, either cousin or sister, lashes out on Mm -hmm. Jeff as as you should. Mm -hmm. And she stated that it was very re-traumatizing having to watch that on TV because it looked to her it looked like she was watching herself they had the same hair the they same had a, yeah shirt clothes same clothes they had a playback like back to back yeah the performance that that actress did as her was like dead so, on. Good. so good like it was dead on like you i wouldn't be able to like really even tell the difference tell the difference wow. it was it was really good they actually said the show felt harsh and careless uh, I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, the cancel culture is around now, but I don't know if it's cancel culture. What is it? Like this generation now that they kind of band together and they make shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping that maybe with this Netflix series, people can band together and, hopefully get some type of memorial for these victims. I I really hope so too, because I think like justice needs to be done for the family members, because I know that they didn't give Jeff Dahmer the death sentence because he didn't deserve the death sentence. Like he didn't deserve to just instantly die and then not suffer like, you know, the way his, his victims did. But um, yeah. Okay. He died in, in jail, but even then it's like, I don't know. He was a horrible person. Like everything that he did. Was he didn't just, feel bad for any of it. He didn't no, have any he didn't. Remorse. He didn't have any remorse whatsoever. He was just like, okay, well I'm fucking caught. Here's the truth. I mean, at least he gave them that. At least they were able to, I don't know. No, not even that because he, he gave closure he, to what he did to an extent, yeah, but That's, he, but he, that, 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 sorry, that is what okay. he, he said in an interview that he was hoping that he could have, he could do Cause in jail he did joke around about fucking with these victims and like oh this is how their finger looked like he did do that he did joke around with all this stuff so it's hard because no I don't think he felt remorseful but he did say it in an interview that you know I I I do feel bad for what I put these families through and the least I can do is tell the truth tell the truth and help give them that closure. Right. He also said if he didn't get caught, he would oh, still that, be out there yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah, he so wouldn't that, stop. That, that tells you right there. He's like, I mean, I'm only saying it because I got caught. So might I, as well just. Yeah. 
I can't wait for the actual interviews to come out. I think so. We're recording. It's Thursday right now. Y- y'all won't hear this till Monday, but tomorrow's Friday, and there are actual like the interview tapes with Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, is coming out on Netflix tomorrow. So I'm really excited to hear those because that's his actual words. That's not something that's, that Netflix. Yeah, made those up are going to be scripted. from the the detectives from the. I don't know if they're going to have the victims in there or the victims' family in there, but I want to see how they're going to approach that and see that part of it. Which one thing I didn't I didn't realize until I was reading on about it is the perspective from the detectives' view. And especially when it, when we listen to these, so the detectives, they built this rapport with Jeff. And so they had to kind of keep that up for his trust. They, they gained this guy's trust in order for him to tell him everything. So imagine having to sit there interviewing this guy and hearing that he ate these people. Like it was, it literally just happened weeks ago and they're having to keep a straight face. They're having to say, oh, no, like, it's okay. You're like, you're, that's totally normal. We yeah, understand exactly. exactly what you're saying. Like, exactly. Hey, yeah. You felt that you had to dismember these people. That's okay. That's a normal thing to feel. Blah, blah, blah. But Just their so skin can, is crawling. Right. Yeah. Gosh, that sucks. So I, there were lawsuits filed against the city of Milwaukee. For, and it was because they didn't uphold their constitu- the victim's family's constitutional rights or the victim's constitutional rights, especially the the 14-year-old's family because, you know, the 14-year-old would still be here if the cops did their due diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, they lost that lawsuit. The 13-year-old boy, the one that got away, he hasn't spoken out about this or about his brother's murder prefers to stay private and reports say that he is married in Wisconsin. The last victim, the one that got away, they haven't been able to find him recently, but he did serve jail time for a murder. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The last one did? The one that got away. Yeah. The last one. The one that got him caught. Yeah. I wonder if that's... He had... He would... For tra- like because of trauma. The trauma. Maybe. Maybe have been fucked up god but i mean at least i mean not saying that it's okay he killed one person but at least it was just one person it wasn't him could have been him the whole thing that pisses me off about this is the the cops cops incompetence and complete mishandling of report all the reports that came their way from multiple different people and even from when they came in contact with jeff like it just so many lives could have been saved. I think in the show they portrayed the the neighbor, Glenda Cleveland. Um, they portrayed her as calling wolf. Like they said, well, if you called that many times, you know, why did you think that we would come? Yeah. And like, you know, if we didn't yeah. find anything the first couple of times, why did you but think we would come? But they didn't find, they didn't come. So they couldn't come. find anything. No, but I, I honestly feel bad for her. Spe- oh, yeah. Like specifically because having to hear her like, Hearing or having it. her having to listen to all of that, the, mm-hmm. the tools, it. smelling it, people screaming, watching these people go into his house alive and, and then never seeing them again. Yeah. Gosh. And trying to do something about it and nothing happening. This was our take on Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, it's a, it's a really sad story. Um, there was a lot of victims and people's lives that 
were taken at, you know, young ages and uh, families that we uh, we respect your, you know, their privacy and which is why we didn't mention any of the names, but if you want to do your own research, you're more than welcome to check that out on Google. If you want to look more into that. We're hoping to do this kind of thing for the whole month of October. So if y'all have a person y'all want us to kind of cover, let us know, reach out to us. This is our take for spooky season and let's talk about, I feel bad that Lizzie's not here because she, lo- this she is loves her times. This is her time. We're going to we're gonna have to have her call in for sure. We are. And have her on the next episode or the episode after that, whichever one she can do. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But we uh, are coming up to the end of our season, guys. Like, this is... It's almost there. I'm yeah. super glad you mentioned that, actually, um, because after October, we are going to go on our break, and we're going to enjoy the holidays with our friends and our family, mm-hmm. and we'll probably see you guys back after the new year. February-ish? Yeah. End of January, beginning of February. Mm-hmm. We'll, Around we'll there. let you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll post it up on our Facebook. But check out our socials, formicesuncensored.com, and follow us on Facebook. Also, don't forget that you can subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, follow, and like. If you really like us. Or love us, oh, some dare yeah, to if say. You, if you love us. <laughs> we there's love you also a way you can donate money on the Anchor website and everything that you donate to us goes into the podcast so like for equipment or any a new table we really need a new table guys we need a circle table so, so we can record and y'all can and watch chairs us. yeah and chairs. oh we're sitting in lawn chairs right yeah, now we're sitting in lawn chairs so everything that you donate you know proceeds back into the podcast and we'd really greatly appreciate your support um if you're unable to donate go back to our episode and just listen through that commercial because that kind of helps out too just a little bit but mm-hmm. it's better than nothing, and we're greatly appreciative. Yeah, so I may, I'm changing all the episodes to where the commercial plays at the beginning. So that right there gives us like, like gives us a little change. So if you don't want to listen, if you, even if you don't want to listen to our episode, just play the the damn ad. And I'm sorry, I know ads suck, but it, it, hey, it's a good ad. It's a good ad. It's I a find good myself ad. repeating like the ad. It's a good ad. <laughs> like or <laughs> or like we're doing right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should because for Mike's uncensored uses anchor. That's a cool also it's not a lot to record, but damn did it take a little while. <laughs> it's what, I don't know. I like it. I enjoy it. It was cool. It's a lot of hard work. So right, thanks guys. again, guys. We love you. Yeah. Have a great week. Hey, you're listening to Four Mics Uncensored. Where we have a new episode every Monday. Make sure to like, share, and follow our socials at fourmicesuncensored.com. You can even send us an email, fourmicesuncensored at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.